Welcome back to Solving Water Asylum Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Holloway, and I've got another great series to share with you. When you think of construction and mining, what kinds of words come to mind? Maybe diggers, dump trucks, coal are some common ones. But did you know that water plays a crucial role in the construction process? Water in these industries can either be a necessity or a nuisance. Either way, experts are needed to manage this water efficiently, effectively, and sustainably. Whether it's bypassing water to complete a construction project or dewatering an open pit mine operation, in this series, recorded live from Con Expo in Las Vegas, I interview customers, distributors, and Xylem experts about all the ways we address water for these industries. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed the interviews. Good morning, I'm here with Jason Miller, who is the Service Solutions Business Development Manager for Infrastructure at Xylem. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, welcome Thank to the you. show. I've been with Xylem for five and a half years. Uh, prior to here, I was in the pump industry as a subcontractor um, for 10 years. Um, so we mostly followed the CIPP industry around in that time. So my time with Xylem, I was in sales for approximately four years, and then I moved into a role of turnkey solutions manager for a year, year and a half, and just recently that has changed to the service solutions business development role with a focus on infrastructure. Okay. So, what do you, when you say infrastructure, what what do you mean? What kind of markets are we talking about? So, the markets we would identify with infrastructure would really be anything utility related that is in the ground basically so you're primarily the focus will be our clients that work in the sewer industry and that can be broken down in several different markets um, so but any kind of groundy watering with with the utility markets we would approach that as as our infrastructure any tunneling uh, potential bridge work with contractors that, that need to uh, put in deep pilings things of that nature okay so my primary focus and experience has been in the, what we call the CIPP market, which stands for cured in place pipe. So these contractors, which is really a, a small handful of, of guys across the nation, they are skilled in the relining of old original host pipe that are in the ground. One of our oldest infrastructures in the country is the sewer systems. One of the more predominant methods to rehabilitate these old structures is to reline them. What they call no dig methods. There's several different methods so they can access the sewer line from one manhole to another. They don't have to dig up the whole line that's in the middle of the road and, and disrupt traffic patterns and, and things of that nature because they're typically 20 feet in the ground or more. So they can access it, they invert a new liner down the pipe and uh, then they cure it with technology, with different resins and things of that nature. And it's usually about a 24-hour non-stop process. So, but in order for them to do that, we have to bypass the sewer. They can't have the sewer flowing down the pipe. And you're not going to naturally tell businesses and homeowners, hey, you can't use water for a 24 to 48-hour period. Does it work that way? So we come in, we provide a solution to our customers, we design a system that we can set up on that sewer line and we can temporarily pump around their work area to allow them to do their liner work or their rehab work. And when they're finished, they TV inspect it, they cut it out, and then they can return the flow back to the line 
and it can last that municipality for another 40, 50 years and beyond. That's wow. in general what the CIPP industry is it about. It seems like a very niche market, it but is. also, a, like you said, our infrastructure is very old. It is. Especially it is. our water systems. It is. So this has been pretty common recently. Mm-hmm. It has been. It's it, the 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 rehab market has been around for twenty plus years, and they've perfected it. They've come out with new technologies to help that process. So, but it has been around a while. But it, it is a niche business, and and we're one of the leaders in providing the bypass work for these contractors. We do have our competitors, and and we have some competitors that do a pretty good job at it. But I feel we're generally in the best position to provide a reliable solution to our customers with our a range of products the fact that we carry the godwin dry prime pump it's an open impeller design it, it handles sewage well that that has a lot of rags in it we have the ability and we've been investing in new pipe to do these large projects our hdp and we've also made a great investment in our electric flight pumps to our rental fleet and I believe this will really set us apart in the in the upcoming future with a lot of these jobs as we see more and more municipalities and engineering firms want to pursue a more green or sustainable solution we can see that these these electrical options will be more in demand in the future I believe we love diesel. We the Godwin line. We produce diesel pumps, right? We we love our Godwin line, and there will always be a place for those diesel industrial pumps in this market and in other markets. But I believe as we look, you know, to the to the future, the electric flight option to offer that as a solution to bypass the sewer is going to be a, a huge, huge uh, benefit for us. So it gives it, it eliminates multiple issues and concerns when you're under a sewer by one of the most stressful times is when you're under a 24-hour sewer bypass access into the the sewer line has been cut off because of the lining process or the rehab process so when you're under bypass it is it's stressful if something goes we 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 plan contingencies we plan a amount of backup into the system but it's mechanical equipment you can have problems you can have a pump clog you can have a seal failure you can have fueling issues there's an array of issues you can have and we try to have contingency plans for everything but sometimes you have problems and you have to respond to those and react and there's a level of stress that comes with that from the from the contractor's perspective from our perspective and from municipality sure. they don't want media attention if there's a bad spill for anything they don't want it to back up in the homes and then there's the cleaning you know that process that comes with that with the electric option with the flight pumps it eliminates the issue of do we have a suction lift issue do we have a suction leak we can't prime is the seal going bad there's there's you know are we clogging is our diesel do we have bad filters for our diesel pump we have an engine issue it eliminates a lot of those risks and we're still in the middle of the, the job there. We just completed phase one of that project with one of our partnering contractors and we ran, we used these electric pumps and it went great. 
it instilled a level of confidence for the contractor and the municipality that, hey, this may be the way to go in the future if we can plan our projects around being able to use intercept an electrical connection to the grid and run it and then and insert a system to where we can use these electric pumps. Okay. Because it made them feel a lot better about being under bypass. It really did. So that's really interesting. Yeah. So how does a municipality know when it's time to reline the the pipes? Is it like a leak, a break? Is there that, some kind of rule of thumb? That can go into it. Typically most municipalities have an SSES program would do surveillance on their lines. They'll have to put out a contract to bid and, and usually different contractors will they'll award it to somebody who will come in and, and inspect all their lines. It's you know and usually on gravity sewer it's easy to do a CCTV camera and sonar inspection so they can they can tell how thick the pipe wall is. They'll have a visual video inspection if they have joints leaking, manholes leaking. Uh, deteriorated concrete from the H2S in the system, and they'll target those lines for rehab. So that's the general method how they know their existing sewer lines are failing. So, and then they'll they'll partner with an engineering firm at that point and say, "Hey, need you to analyze this data, tell us where our most vulnerable parts are, what we need to target, and then they'll build out the project and they'll put it out to bid, and then that's where we come in. We partner with these contractors to to perform this work. What else besides the, the flight technology and having electric pumps in addition to the diesel powered pumps in our fleet, what else do you think sets us apart as a, really a key partner for a lot of these contractors doing um, CIPP? Yeah, absolutely. So in, in, in addition to the superior products that we have with flight and Godwin pumps, their ability to pump, their ability to handle sewer and solids. We have our MNC department, monitoring and controls group. Those guys do a great job with, with, with giving us the tools we need to, from a control standpoint, to when they design a system, say we have four primary pumps and one backup pump. We have, a, we have an on-site PLC that's wired in with our VFDs. It controls all the pumps. We can see our sump level. We can see all the, the data that's needed to know that our pumps are performing right, our RPMs, our amp draw. We can see our flow that each pump is pumping. If we put flow meters in this, so we have all of this, all of this equipment to be able to put essentially a temporary online pump station in for the municipality. And, and all of that is right there at the fingertips for our customers to see remotely through our PLC and the engineering firm and the municipality at the same time. They can live monitor at any given time what's going on with the system. So it just blows my mind a little bit. You know, when I think of sewer bypass, mm -hmm. I think of longer term jobs. Right. I know that all of them should be temporary. Right. But I mean, you're, you're talking 24 to 48 hours. So mm -hmm. how quickly does this come together? Oftentimes in the CIPP market, our pricing and our plan to do perform a bypass will ultimately drive the total cost of the job because it takes so long to, to build the system out from an access standpoint, fusing pipe, clearing, pressure testing, all those. And then our customer comes in and they do their portion and barring any 
major issues with the, the collapse in the line or something that has come up unforeseen that, that they deal with, if they can if they can come in and do their portion, they can do it rather quickly. And they run into problems too. They're not, per but but oftentimes they do it quickly, and, and and then we take about half as long to tear everything out. So a lot of times we are the primary focus of some of these jobs, even though we're not the prime contractor. But I will tell you, um, I had a customer tell me on this recent project. He normally he lays awake at night worrying about. By being under bypass, if a rain event's coming, is the system going to be overwhelmed? Whatever, all those issues that come up with a, a diesel bypass. He found himself, he was awake at night still, but he was constantly on his phone monitoring our PLC and just happy to know hey, flow, the, the level is great, the pumps look, it's calling the pumps to run, there's no alarms, there's no issues. So having that at his fingertips to reassure him that everything was okay, he absolutely loved it. Do you so. see that as more common now? I know that there's been sort of this shift or mm -hmm. push-pull maybe yeah. with our customers who'd rather have a person watching the system. Like right. This whole they required that we had pump, they wanted us to have pump watch on site as well. And we did, We but we, for us, we were like, hey, listen, it's remote or we can cut that back if you want, but they wanted someone on site. They felt better with having someone who knew the system, and it was new to them. They, they're used to cutting diesel pumps on and off and things of this nature, but they didn't understand the complexity of the VFDs, and if we had to cut some on manually, we had a backup generator. So they wanted someone on site just in case something happened. But at the same time, seeing how automated the system was, it gave them this level of comfort to where when we had several rain events we pumped through and didn't have any issues and it gave them a level of comfort knowing that they can look at their phone at any moment and say okay yeah it's raining and flow has come up and another pump had to cut on or whatever but we're, we're okay based on the feedback so far they, they've loved it so well, that's great I mean I think that that confidence that that experience instills mm -hmm. in the customer can help drive future adoption right. of that because yeah. um, Absolutely. to me it's it's just uh, another thing that I think is very interesting about the industry is just that so many municipalities what have you utilities contractors whatever yep. they require a person to just sit there and watch the system mm -hmm. when we have technology so that they don't have to be there all the time right. so I, I'm I'm just curious about that component of it. It gives you control over that, I believe, to be able to monitor and to to and you can you can remote start and stop manually remotely. It is the old you know I say old school thinking and way of yeah we need to have manual pump watch on site and I can understand it. It gives them a level of comfort knowing somebody is on site constantly monitoring flow because. When you get an alarm for a high-level flow, if if you're not, if you don't have someone on site and you have to get up out of bed, put some, some clothes on, drive 15 minutes, 10 minutes from the hotel, whatever, by the time you've gotten there, you may be spilling. Even though you have certain controls and, and levels in place, it still gives them comfort knowing somebody is there on site monitoring it and can make that split-second decision and manually crank up another pump or if they see a problem try to figure out 
why this pump's not starting automatically at that time. So I don't see that completely going away anytime soon, but I do see the, with our innovation and in, in remote monitoring that they'll, they'll have a much more comfort level, especially on the, the large electrical systems to where you may not need you know, multiple people on pump watch shift or, or, or be so worried about it at that time. So maybe so, yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. It is. Is there something you want contractor and municipalities to know about Xylem and what we do in this specific niche application? Something I feel strongly about. I've been in this industry now for going on 16 years. I've, I've pumped a lot of sewer. I've been out on weekends. I've been out at night on pump watch, rain events, storms, figuring out. I've watched, I've watched sewer come up within inches at the top of the manhole what's going on right what trying to wrap my mind what why what what is the problem and i can honestly say since i've been here at xylem i've had the opportunity to use our flight pumps quite a few different situations with pumping sewer and every single instance it has been just a, a huge advantage for us and a major uh, game changer for me being in the industry and being the guy that set pumps and watched them to be able to, to put these pumps in and to hook them up and you cut them on and they just they just go to town, they don't stop. It has been amazing. So if, if these municipalities, they, as they plan, especially these large jobs, these 30 to 80 MGDs, you know, on anything from 54 inch up to 110 inch sewer lines, if they can plan them around the ability with their electric infrastructure to have a power drop that will be their primary source of power for these. They're so efficient. They're so reliable. And that's that's based on my experience before I worked here. Sure. Um, how it is with, with certain in-suction pumps and then into the flight brand. They're so reliable. If you can do that, I would say do everything you can to plan your projects and your scope of work around being able to do that. It, it, makes, it makes it a safer endeavor Absolutely, it does. I'm a firm believer. I I sold, I sold, uh, Greg, actually, Greg and I, um, Greg helped on it. Greg's sitting here with us as well, listening in. I think he's listening. We sold um, a customer several years ago in Atlanta, in the Atlanta market, um, three flight pumps, 3312s. I think they were 470 horsepower. They installed these pumps with a con contractor partner of ours, uh, 215 feet down a construction shaft into a tunnel. I had a major problem at a pump station. Uh, they installed these pumps, two of the three pumps. The, the main duty pump that was in there ran nonstop for three years, pumping some of the nastiest dirty sewer up 215 feet and then about 700 feet away to the plant. And it's still sitting, it's off now, and it's sitting in the hole, and they're currently planning on how to pull it out um, because their main pump station that failed is back online. But that's a true testament to the flight technology, and, and it just blew me away. Um, it ran for almost three years, nonstop pumping about 10 million gallons per day. It's amazing. And between that and that project and some other ones I've had, where we put these flight pumps in, I mean, we just, they just, they work. It's great. They, they pump and they don't stop. So it's at great. any rate, that, that would be my, that would be my, my recommendation, if I could say to these municipalities, 
as they plan their work, as they look to their future capital projects and, and to their, their aging infrastructure. Great. Thank you. Well, this has been very interesting. It's something that, again, it just goes back to at Xylem how we are so involved in so many things that mm -hmm. people have no idea exist. Right. And so it's very fun for me to learn about this process and right. hear from you, your experiences, and just another way that we're helping solve water. Absolutely. I have one more question for you. Sure. Um, and that question is, what is the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? The most important thing I've learned in the water business, I would, I would say, you know, in these 15 and 16 years, I've learned to, that in sales, in operations both, that if I tell a customer, who I often sometimes consider partners, and, and that can be municipalities too if we're working directly on them, I just, if I don't know a solution to their problem, I tell them that. But I tell them I will work hard to find the solution. And then once I do and I'm confident in it, they will have it. I, I don't commit to something that I know I can't do or that's, that's I can't stand that. I, I, I commit to what I know I can do based on my experience, my expertise, and my colleagues around me. And we've had a great team to put us in a great position since I've been here to be able to do that. Our support from an operations standpoint, from our engineering staff, help us design systems based around our specifications and flows that, that we're given. Uh, we've been able to do that, and, and, we're, and we're confident that we know that when a plug is put in a sewer line and we start up the bypass, that it's going to perform the way we say it's going to perform. That would be my biggest thing. I'm not sure if that's the answer you're looking for. I mean, everybody's answer is different, yeah. um, and I ask it of every guest. So yeah. it was perfect. Great. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, Jason. thanks for having me. Absolutely. Come back anytime. Yeah, enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this installment of Solving Water Asylum podcast. Also, a big thank you to our guests who took the time to chat with me and share their experiences with us. Once again, I learned something new that continues to shape my view of the importance of water in the world. Please check each episode's show notes for links to additional information and my email address or find me, Amanda Holloway, on LinkedIn for questions, feedback, or to be a guest on the show. Solving Water is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Stream, download, and subscribe now.